Kate, Mary! You binge watch your average Netflix show and you just want to talk to someone about it. We need to talk to someone we about it. We need to Louis. talk to someone about it. <laughs> Gotta Be Done is recorded on the lands of the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation and the Kauna people of the Adelaide Plains. We pay our respects to elders past and present and any First Nations Bluey fans who are joining us today. You are on Gotta Be Done. You're in the wagon with Mary today and a very special guest. Um, I'm joined by Yvette Turnbull. He is designer extraordinaire, designer to the healers. She is uh, the creative mind behind making the healer house that's for real life in Brisbane right now actually become the healer house as well as doing a lot of the design for the amazing Bluey's Big Play. Um, Yvette, thanks for joining us in the wagon. Thank you so much for having me. Um, so it's it's hard to know where to begin because you've just been <laughs> immersed in this creative amazement that is bringing Bluey into the real world. But mm. where did it begin for you? Like how do you start a project like that? For me, well, as you mentioned, I was lucky enough to work alongside Jonathan Oxlade, who was the production designer of Bluey's Big Play. And I know you've had Rosemary on the show talking about the project. Um, so I um, I came onto I came into the world of Bluey through through the, through the stage show. Um, so I I already had I think been immersed in that world for for over a year given um given the circumstances of of the play um so when I, I got the phone call from uh, Madeline at the BBC I um was immediately like yes of course <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to be involved hey bandit check it out new pizza oven pretty sweet eh I just got it from hammer barn Ooh. we're going to hammer barn so you've had that background experience, but then, yeah, the invite to do the actual whole house, uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> slightly overwhelming. Where did, where, how did you come in? <laughs> uh, where, where to begin? Yes. Um, I think, look, I, I came at it with a excitement and a, and a bit of joy, really, as an as a ex-Queenslander. Um, <laughs> Bluey is such a quintessentially Australian production and it is such a, a love letter to Brisbane to me. I think watching the um, episodes um, in season one back when I was working on Bluey's Big Play, th- there was just such a such an obvious nod to the Sunshine State lifestyle. And so getting the opportunity to um, kind of breathe that soul into an actual real-life house um, in, in, in a leafy suburb in Brisbane just kind of sounded like a green dream come true so <laughs> <laughs> well it's a dream come true for uh many more people than yourself now that yeah. have actually been going to the house um you know mm-hmm. I think I'm talking to you um in the week after it launched and I don't think my social media feed has been anything but <laughs> Bluey's for real life house since yeah. uh, it launched mm-hmm. um so you did that initial preparation watching the episodes for Bluey's Big Play, mm. but once mm. you had to create the whole house, like how how deep did you dive and what were there any episodes that really unlocked the secrets of the house for you where it just went, okay, this is it? <laughs> well, I was really lucky um, to have access 
to a lot of the um, behind the scenes sort of nuts and bolts of of the show in terms of some of the animation assets and um, production backgrounds for the show, like working really closely with the BBC and Ludo to break apart each each space and and see what are the features that we, that we want to highlight and what is the sort of essence of each space. And also in reality, one of the difficult things was was an animation. In an animation, this house is kind of like a, a never-ending um, TARDIS to call it something. <laughs> it, yes. it, it, it sort of has multiple multiple rooms and multiple spaces and multiple stories. And um, in reality, that's that was part of the great difficult challenge for me. In re, in reality, um, not not every house has that many rooms. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that one can go. Yes, boss. <laughs> Thanks, babe. Why are you crying? Oh, it's just this room, sweetheart. And not every house um, is quite as um, wide and sprawling as, as as the healer home as we see on, on TV. So there was um, that was a real sort of difficulty, but finding how we can still create the, the real uh, essence and, and warmth of, of the show, um, but translate that into, into a real property. Okay, so epic job. When did you actually start work? And I guess, you know, the mm. biggest challenge was probably finding a house to do it on. Were you involved in the finding yeah. the house too? I was, yeah. So, I, I mean, I've been engaged on this project since January last year, so it has been quite a journey. Look, we had we had a bit of a laundry list of key features <laughs> that we were that we were looking for and and a, and a few particular suburbs that we had uh, had our eyes on um, that really sort of felt like the house on the hill, the healer's home. Ah, that's no good. This house is falling apart. What I really liked about the house that we did find, whilst it wasn't like I like I mentioned, um, this um, multiplex with multiple rooms and and multiple spaces, it just had a really lovely charming uh, aspect to it. The, the, the Bluey House is a, is a Queenslander. It's such a unique style of house that, um, I mean, down here in Melbourne we don't have Queenslanders. Uh, to have those sort of timber VJ wall panels were, were a real um, key feature and to have uh, a beautiful big backyard was a key feature and we were able to give this lovely snapshot of the show through this property. Okay, now I think a lot of people are probably taking notes of it because, you know, I'm sure I'm not alone <laughs> in wanting to recreate the Bluey house for myself. Mm. Um, so what did actually taking the laundry list into houses look like? Did you have a yoga ball to roll down the hallways and make sure <laughs> it would actually work? <laughs> um, look, it, it involved a lot of driving around suburbs and kind of uh, imagining how is is this our is this our home is is this the one does this have that same charm um I was very conscious of going okay what what rooms do we need to have in there without a doubt and the girl's bedroom was was such a feature and the playroom was such a feature so how does this house suit how can we recreate those spaces can the watermelon rug go in my room um okay but can we have a rug race first yeah 
So, look, you know, a lot of people went through the house on the open day for media mm. and a lot of people have uh, stood outside and resisted the temptation to just grab a dog gnome um, uh, as they've checked it all out. Um, mm. What were the pieces that, or what elements as you started to put all this together were the mm. ones that really made it start to be the Bluey house for you? Was there one wall that went up and you just went, right, we're here? <laughs> Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, so there's 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 many, there's multiple. Um, from the beginning, one of the first things um, that we did was recreate some of the um, some of the painterly treatment in the in the houses. So that was it was it was an empty house. So um, from, from scratch, uh, we we had a wonderful um, team come come in and help execute the um, the paint job in the house. One of the important things to recreate was in the girls' bedroom. There's this those VJ timber panels create this lovely light and shade. Like the art directors on the show have really um, made this gorgeous sort of multi-tonal pink colour palette mm-hmm. um, that I, I wanted to replicate in real life. <laughs> so so um, that was one of the first moments for me that made made things, made me go, oh, okay, this is it. This is, we're starting to see some colour on the walls and um, it's starting to kind of feel a bit a bit theatrical a bit exciting um particularly because I I took a bit of creative license and carried carried some of that light and shade throughout the different rooms through the playroom and into the living room just to 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 kind of have that continuity on all of the spaces and to make it feel like not just individual rooms but a whole house a whole home um once those rooms were coming together how did you I guess test that the feel was right were you sprinting from rum room to the other screaming mum like how <laughs> what what was the most bluey thing you did in the house once it was all coming together look it was definitely a sprint uh the whole project was was a bit of a sprint I think I've looked to say every uh every nail in that house hasn't had a bit of blood sweat and tears on it there, there were so many elements. I think an exciting time was getting to um, getting to play with um, some of our wonderful custom-made objects in in the playroom. And and for me, one of my favourite features that we made was the stained glass window in the girls' yes. bedroom. Um, it 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 just came out better than I could have imagined. It was a really wonderful creation from a maker here in Melbourne, and I'm. I'm so so stoked with with uh, with that and and also hanging hanging a lot of the artwork I think really um, made the space feel feel like home and really yeah. really um, really sort of brought brought the project to life. You can see the big beach abstract painting in the living room and the healer's family portrait and um, in some of the photos and maybe in in the video you can't see but we do have. Um, an ode to the grandpa on the wall and yes um, there's lorikeets flying in the kitchen there's a there's some really lovely um hidden features for our okay. guests to get to stay <laughs> ah, look it's an arrow it's pointing to the backyard come on you look over there i don't remember that sand castle now you've mentioned the lead light maker who did mm. the uh 
the window in the girls' room and the mm. painters who did such an amazing job. Like they must have just like how many cans of paint were they bringing in to capture all those colours? <laughs> must have just been incredible. A lot. Each one of those, uh, particularly in the girls' bedroom, was a was a, uh, a unique um, treatment because every one of those individual panels was hand painted and hand oh, wow. And so uh, uh, we've we have had someone filming. Um, a little behind-the-scenes documentary that will be released later on the Bluey uh, socials, I believe. So Ooh. you'll get to see a bit more further detail on that. Okay, and then we can start putting our own Bluey houses into action. I'm liking this. <laughs> <laughs> just just allow a year and blood, sweat and tears. We know now the approach. Um, so Eddie, back back to the collaborators. When you mm. were do, making those first calls um, mm. to say, you know, exactly what you needed and what the scope of this project was who was mm. who was most excited did you uncover some like uh, <laughs> bluey fans in the woodwork oh look yes absolutely I think everyone was excited um to begin with I think one of the one of the more sweet ones was um who uh Sam who's made some of our who's a local carpenter in Brisbane who's made the um the shelving and the little ladder in the in the girl's bedroom he's a he's a single dad and so I think he he, he really felt it <laughs> straight away and was really excited to um yeah to play a part in in the in the grander scheme of things so uh and yeah I, I, you could just imagine and all those tiny touches are just what makes it mm. so magical um mm. what was the biggest challenge to recreate in the house um it's one of the more ex- exciting elements like I loved we had a, an amazing team who worked with us on the exterior of the property and that that was okay there's there's probably a, a big challenge that was um one of the larger kind of like evolutions of the project and keeping that under wraps has been <laughs> Oh, in a challenge as well. Um, obviously, um, we're trying to be as respectful as possible to our local uh, neighbours in the area, yeah. as well as um, as well as trying to keep the project under so wraps. Were you just working behind a twenty foot fence, or what? How did you keep it under wraps? <laughs> For the most part, we um, we did some very um, sneaky just sort of smoke and mirrors we, we the idea was just to make sh- make it feel like um any old construction site on, on a street um, mm-hmm. so yeah <laughs> <laughs> so no one blue and orange dogs just wandering around like no, <laughs> no, no. nice work yeah um you said you loved playing with the toys um mm-hmm. and yeah mm-hmm. I think we we would all love to do that have you got a favorite feature and um what about what is going to happen to it next? Is there something you get to take home and where will all the rest of the things go? <laughs> They're all going to a very loving home. I believe there is um, a future life for each of these objects because they are all unique, one-of-a-kind objects made specifically for for the experience and for the experience only. So um, I know that um, they're sort of precious and coveted. Um, but they will be they will be going to a good home. I know that there is a bit of uh, a hospital charity happening and with some donation of some items and and then also i'm I'm sure all <laughs> I'm sure some of the larger items that are a little bit um, more tricky will will perhaps end up in BBC office and Airbnb office and 
Yeah, right. So we mm. might see uh, the Ludo um, Ludo's home down in the valley with like mm. a frontage of the Bluey house on it or something like that. Like <laughs> because that that mm. I thought was so interesting. The um, mm. that front like iconic sort of reddish uh, what would bay you call window. it like a bay window? Bay yeah, window, yeah. So and that's that's not actually doesn't extend into the house. That's like uh, <laughs> pretend how how do you describe that in a design lingo <laughs> yeah look uh without without break it's a strange reality of breaking the fourth wall for our viewers um but uh also look a, a facade uh we, we created a sure. facade we created a, a, an exterior facade that uh is built out onto the property and i think you'll see that more in the um behind the scenes so stay tuned for that one um, but there is, there was a lot of, a uh, lot of work involved in that and, and just the, uh, sort of nuts and bolts and trying to work out how that would operate. So, so there was a bit of kind of like trickery with trying to, um, make your eye allude to, to the healer home and, and sort of see the bigger picture when, when you looked at the property, um. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Well, it definitely works. It's, it's great. So Good to know. <laughs> Good to um, know. So, so that's a big thing. What about the subtle mm. things? Was there something in there that you know was just the tiniest touch that you were dying for people to notice, and, <laughs> and did they? <laughs> Look, I really loved. Um, there's so many little tiny details in in the house. Um, for me, I hope I hope they appreciate the glow in the dark stars in the girls' bedroom, oh, yep. and um, little moments with the cloud pillows on the shelf. I hope they appreciate the the olive spots on the playroom wall and mm-hmm. the, the amazing um, little cubby um, cubby house. It's sort of a, a, a it has the same oh, the rainbow roof. roof. Yes. Oh no, yep. this one uh, has the same pitched roof as the actual house. It's sort of got a little red roof and a. Oh, it, it's, amazing! It's, it's been handmade, and yeah, it's it, 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 uh, one of the features that we um, highlighted in Bluey's Big Play. We we recreated it again, and that was made mm-hmm. handmade in Tasmanian oak, and um, is really lovely. Uh, and uh, again, one of my favourite features is the. Um, the mushroom table and stools out in the backyard um, So for the tea party. Well, there's some dispute, but let's just say at a party in London. Blow out your candles, Your Majesty. Very well. I don't remember the Queen being there. You wouldn't. Uh, I had so much fun briefing those. They, mm-hmm. I, really, I really wanted them to... Um, because all of these objects in the house was was trying to find the, the fine balance between um, cartoon and real life. We really didn't want to create um, a theme park-like experience. We wanted this to be um, a really charming, unique um, Queensland home, like an Australian home. Yeah. Um, so that's finding the finding the fine line between what what what's interior and what's um, um, what's more sort of cartoon in essence. And so hence a lot of these objects have been custom made yep. um, with that exact kind of brief in mind and how can we get the, the rounded edges and the sort of chunky mentality into into all of these items. But, yeah. Okay. Um, now, of course, like only one family will have two nights in the home uh, mm. as part of this amazing promotion. But 
you've obviously spent a lot of time there. What um, <laughs> what was the most bluey experience you had in the home? Like, did did you have a big girl sleep one that night there, or <laughs> did you manage to get some takeaway spring rolls and eat them in the kitchen? <laughs> Um, look, I mean, maybe this is a, um, a, a an in joke. If you've gone to see Bluey's big play, we we had lawn grubs in, in, <laughs> on the lawn, um, no. and so I, I, I just was personally chuckling to myself when I did go and um, see see the show again because uh, I had forgotten the script uh, so many years later. But the if you have seen the show, there's a lovely sort of subplot between Lucky's dad and and Bandit between checking the turf for oh, That just so. opened so many opportunities for then building Lucky's dad's house next door and getting Lucky's oh, dad over to help. Yeah, well, There you go. <laughs> Absolutely. I didn't know this was the something. Hard not, Pat. But I don't know how to deliver a baby. I thought you grew up in a farm. We grew sorghum. Uh, that is hilarious. Is there also a poinciana tree in the backyard? Did I see uh, some petals falling? <laughs> Look, I wish. Uh, there, I think there's one in the next door neighbor's yard. We, ah, okay. We, yeah, there was. We do have a palm tree uh, mm-hmm. in the front yard, and um, was that already there, or did you put a whole palm we, we, tree? We put a whole palm oh. tree there. Yeah, yeah. So that was a pretty unique um, opportunity to have a mature palm tree brought in. Just, um, just incredible. The yeah, the commitment to the cause. Yeah. <laughs> um, I guess yeah. Was there anything else uh, in the experience that you know you particularly cherish, or that you'll be taking into future future jobs now that you've had that experience? Oh, I loved the whole the whole journey. To be honest with you, I think that. Um, excitement right from the beginning of of this notion of translating. Like I said, I'm a, I'm a Queenslander at heart, and I, I sort of lived in that heartland um, in my early years in Brisbane. So there there is so much of of the project that just um, makes me smile and and rings true to um, my own values. So um, I had a, I had a great time working with all of our suppliers. And I had a great time working with the BBC and with Airbnb and with Ludo. I just feel um, blessed, honestly, <laughs> <laughs> to have so many supportive um, teams uh, on board with this project. So, yeah. Uh, well, I think, uh, yes, I speak for Got to Be Done when I say we're very jealous, but also I uh, can only imagine the hard work. So maybe not that jealous of that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, we're final, uh, well, two big questions. Um, hmm. We haven't gotten to the rugs, which are so uh, iconic in hmm. the Healer house. Um, where are they going to end up and um, hmm. and how did they come together? I'm not exactly sure where who's um, um, got their uh, eyes on those rugs, <laughs> but um, in terms of their final resting home, but they came about... That that was a tricky one um, translating the rugs because our maker Jess, what um, is is a wonderful independent maker, and she does a sort of a hand tufting process. It, it, it's a difficult one because there's only so many. Um, we didn't have the quite the capacity to custom dye yarns for this, but um, I did spend a long time sort of finding the right balance between. Uh, colors and yarns and color is so relative and so when you when you're when you're sort of looking at the rugs 
Um, there was a lot of sort of oh, toing and froing of okay, it, it that isn't the exact color match, but okay, when it's in in this context, perhaps it will work. But yeah, I think just a, a lot of time spent on um, a studio floor uh, <laughs> looking at rug samples and trying to match the exacting um, colorways. Um, uh. Yeah. Well, we know Bingo and Bluey love a colour sample, as we see in Hammer Barn. So, yeah, I can only imagine you just with those bundles of uh, different coloured yarns and all the games that could have (laughs) come out of them. It's everything we want. Are these all for free? Yes, they're all for free. Um, so yeah, there's a there's a new game uh, opportunity for anyone who's doing mm. Renos at home or a mm. tufting uh, carpet. Mm. Um, very exciting. Um, Yvette, we ask everyone who comes on Got to Be Done their favourite episode, uh, but I'd like to ask you a double question. What oh. was your favourite episode going into this project, and did it change as you came to grips with the Healer House? <laughs> Ah, interesting. I did ever um, think about my favourite episode before coming on. I My favourite episode before coming into this house was The Creek. Um, uh-huh. I really love that episode and to me it just represents the soul and the feel-good factor of, of the show um, and is um, such a wonderful story. Still want to head back to the playground, kiddo? No, I like it here. Halfway through the project, I think I rewatched a few, and one of them that became my favourite was Duck Cake. Okay, moment of truth, Bandit. Attaching of the head. Now I know why you should do jobs. Why is that? I think. I believe in you, mate. You can do this. It's good. It's very good. Oh, too easy. Oh, duck cake. Oh, that's not good. <laughs> so naturally, as you've seen, we've um, we've had a, a duck cake made for for the home. Because um, again, I think I, there was something about that um, episode that rang true to the sort of wonderful sort of parental relationships within the show. And um, I think is just a nod to Australian life and Australian lifestyle and the Women's Weekly Children's Book <laughs> yes. um, Cake Book and, and that kind of um, nostalgia that we all grew up with and I hope kids continue to grow up with. Um, so, yeah, that one was important to me and just finding those little nods to Australiana, yeah, was important. Awesome that you had that, uh, like, Queensland growing up experience. Mm. Did you ever have a cake out of the Australians Women Weekly cookbook? I did. (laughs) For my very first birthday, I had the teddy bear cake. Oh, that's a tricky one. Wow, committed parents. (laughs) (laughs) I think it was my nana who made that. Oh, bless nanas everywhere. Uh, So good. Um, Okay, so you have spent years of your life now working on Bluey. Uh, give us give us the inside uh, running. Is there more Bluey projects coming up for Yvette Turnbull? Oh, I hope so. Look, I, I'm not finished on my, on, on my Bluey journey. Um, it's uh, such a wonderful project, uh, such a wonderful show. And, and like I said, uh, it's been a joy just to 
meet some of the team, to meet Costa and Sam from Ludo and to um, be supported. So, look, if the BBC want to get me back on, I'll be I'll be there in a heartbeat. Okay, that's a beautiful place to end because we are so staying tuned for every Bluey project to come. <laughs> but um, so well done on bringing the Healer House into the for real life um, up in Paddington. And thank you so much for joining Gotta Be Done. Thank you. Lovely Cheers. to chat. <laughs> See ya. Don't worry, honey. You don't have to clean that up. <laughs> okay, Mum. Uh, here's your duck cake, mate. I did my best. <laughs>